0: Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Chicago, Illinois, it's time for the special on the road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back for another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone, Peyton, Lee, Cantor with you on behalf of Training Pros, broadcasting live from satellite studios in Chicago, Illinois which, as many of our listeners know, actually means the good folks at Regis have put us up for a day or two so that uh, we could have some meaningful conversations with some bright, passionate folks we did a uh, morning session of a handful of interviews. I enjoyed every single one of them. I particularly enjoyed the one uh, where you and uh, and she talked about improv. Yes. So I don't know how much improv we might see or hear in this next segment, but I am uh, really anticipating a fantastic conversation in this segment. We're going to get a chance to visit with VP, Organizational Development with PSAV. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Miss Mary Beth. Costello, how are you?
1: I'm very good. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. Now, PSAV, can you share a little bit about what you guys are up
1: to? Sure. So, PSAV is an audiovisual production company, and I guess the best way I could describe it is, any hotel that you go to, almost any hotel that you go to for a conference or a seminar, uh, there are typically people who will help you either set up your equipment, sure, um, and it could be anything from flip charts and a, uh, projector to a whole production or, you know, speaker, sound, um, a video, etc. So, so, how
0: impressed are you with our setup here? Probably not very, huh? I am blown away. <laughs> you see away. lots of wires and stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm blown away. I might even be able to identify one or, or two of the pieces of equipment <laughs> if I tried.
2: So now, um, so you work with the hotels to equip them, or do you? No. So our role?
1: our employees are actually they reside on site in the hotel. Oh, so
2: they are the kind of the AV department for the hotel. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's outsourced AV.
2: So now, in your training development role, what is your who are you training and developing?
1: So in my role, it's it's really comprehensive. So everything from those technicians who represent a huge majority of the employees right. in our company. So those technicians that are working in the hotels every day because they're customer facing, right? They're customer facing, right? So you better train them right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> exactly. So they not only need to know all the technicalities that you know when you or I go in and we're lost. We have no idea how right. to make this equipment run. They, they have to make that work uh, flawlessly, but they also have to be good customer service right. people, people, as right. well. And represent the hotel as well as mm-hmm. uh, PSAV.
2: So how'd you get into this? That sounds interesting.
1: Well, actually, I've been in the learning and development field for many, many years, probably too many to mention, but... Um, really always just had a passion for learning, and have, I've had various roles in technical training, leadership development, mm-hmm. organizational development, and this company is fast growing. They're trying to put a lot of things in place as they acquire new companies and really prepare to be even a larger uh, company in the future. So, so it's, a, it's a great opportunity. I've been there just about six months.
2: Okay, so the growth has been through acquisition, some of it?
1: Some of it. Is that
2: a a different kind of challenge of integrating people from other companies into your company's culture?
1: Yeah, I think it's a huge challenge. And I think that it's one that, you know, very few companies, I think, have it down, at least from my experience. And it happens fast. Mm -hmm. So as you acquire a company, it could be. Uh, you know, very different as far as the culture, but, you know, they're integrated almost immediately. They're they're representing you. So you have to find a way to get those companies, to those people to work together and to kind of understand and accept the differences as you go along.
0: Now you're working at several levels, right? You're working with very senior level execs as well as the frontline employees. Is there a level that you personally enjoy more and or that you think is... Uh more difficult or easier because you're in all those different camps.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I think that for a while, you know, because I, I've had different types of audiences throughout my career. So as you learn and grow, you know, your goal is always to maybe more work with that executive suite because, you know, it's right. more strategic. It's interesting. Well, it's,
0: it, it sounds cooler when you say it at the club. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I would say. <laughs> right. I was just talking
1: to the CEO this afternoon. <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> but in a way, and it is interesting, and they're bigger, more challenging um, projects and things that you get to work on, and you get to see the strategic side of it. But I will say that I think it's really gratifying to say that the technicians at that level at this company—they're what really run the company, right? So to to make a difference there is really just as important. And to me, you know, people are people, and if you can help them learn and grow at any level, that's that's pretty exciting.
2: And then we're talking about leadership development at PSAV They think it's important to. Uh, train at all levels leadership development
1: yeah absolutely and i think really that's
2: refreshing not every not every company no i mean that uh, sounds uh, like it's
0: perfect common sense but it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. the case and also uh well i want your opinion on this but it occurs to me you can you can train the the uh the rank and file and if you don't train the manager's they'll untrain them quicker than you can train them. Am I right?
1: Well, exactly. And the other big piece of it is where do you get the leader? Like if you're not developing your own people, that means you're going looking externally to bring them in, which is not always a bad thing. But over time, you know, you want people who know the business but then can also lead. So I think it really, you know, it's important at every level. And I think sometimes you can't concentrate everywhere at once but you need to figure out where are the pain points in the organization and where can you make the most difference um, in focusing that type of leadership development. Mm-hmm.
2: And so um, when, you're, when you're training leadership development, are you putting them in the same room, the front line and the executive? Or do you take each kind of group separately?
1: I would say for the most part, it's separately. It, it depends what it is. So there could be opportunities to bring them together. So, for example, if you're going to uh, introduce something about culture mm-hmm. and it requires people to collaborate and work together that could be an opportunity to have folks together but usually when you're focusing on specific leadership development it's it's different things that they need to to learn so if you're a frontline leader the first time you've ever had someone reporting to you is different from a executive who may have many people and many years of experience with people reporting to them but may need to focus on some different areas for their own growth
0: so how does the curriculum design go? You read an article in Sky Magazine or the CEO does and comes to you <laughs> and said, all right, here we go, Mary Beth. I just right. read this really cool the, how article. How come these
2: guys are doing this? Right. Why aren't we doing this? Uh, I mean, because mm-hmm. there's so
0: much opportunity. Talk about the flow, if you would, of the, the, how the, the design begins and then walk us through that process, if you would.
1: Okay. Well, I think it's uh, never... It's never as straightforward as you (laughs) might want it to be. So there could be times when an executive says, I've heard this or I've read this. And absolutely, you know, you always want to stay up on trends. But I think the most important piece, and this goes way back, I don't know how many years that someone taught me this, I always ask the question, what is the problem we're trying to solve? So if you want leadership development, why? I mean, yes, instinctually, it's a good idea. It right. sounds
0: good. That why? That, people. Why? That's a good question right but, there. Right.
1: right. And what what is the problem we're trying to solve? Are we... You know, not retaining people, are people um, leaving the company? can we do they not know our business? So what is it that is the gap? Mm-hmm. And then you focus on that because again, it it is nice to have all types of leadership development and it's warm and fuzzy and it makes you feel good. But realistically, you have limited resources, you have limited time. Right. you know what are the pain points of this organization? And I think one of the things that we see is we are growing so fast, and if we cannot, uh, develop our own people internally to move up those ranks. We're kind of stuck because then you end up, you know, you're trying to recruit people, you're trying to bring them into the culture, train them. And wouldn't it be nice if when we have people move on or move up, we had people waiting in the wings. bench? So right? do you have that do you
0: have a formal high potential program or the beginnings? The beginnings. Of so the, so the we, Mary Beth high potential methodology. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that.
1: I wouldn't call it that. I think that you know, even before I was there, um, there were the beginnings of that. So I think one of the big areas is that frontline leader at a hotel is a very critical position because if you can imagine if that person leaves, whether they leave the company or they get promoted, whatever, it's not just... PSAV without that leader, it's that hotel. So, right, and ooh. the
2: hotel might have a relationship with them, they trust yes. them, like them.
1: So that role is um, something that I think the company has always focused on who could fill who's that next, role right? and who's next uh, with varying degrees of success. So sometimes it's moving people around, sometimes it's promoting technicians or salespeople. Mm-hmm. and I think there's there are some programs around that type of development and I think what we see next is that Now we really need to focus on the level up from there as well. Mm -hmm. So we want those people to have opportunity uh, moving up into maybe a regional level or even a corporate level. So they
2: see a path.
1: So they see a path. And
2: that's important for them. And they can see the growth and then they will invest, I guess, more heavily within the company because they see that this isn't just I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. Yes, exactly. And do you see any mistakes that people make when they're kind of trying to develop uh, high potentials?
1: Yeah, mistakes. I think the mistakes to me is more of a peanut butter type of approach to high potential or leadership development. So you you know get the approval to have these programs and you think okay, well, we need to teach them, you know, strategic leadership and managing people and they're all really good topics, but you know, And people will take something away from it, absolutely. Sure. But when it's just sort of generic and it's really not focusing on either that gap or that pain point or something specific that the business is trying to solve, right. what happens is people really love it. It's fun. It's interesting. They network with people. They learn a few new things. And then they go away and they're like, wow, that that was really great, but what came of it?
2: Right. There's nothing actionable right. that can help them in their day-to-day right right, right.
0: well all this is really hitting home for me because our listeners can't see this but um i'm engineering this conversation the 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 bells and the, and the whistles it's here
2: because you're a high potential
0: <laughs> right, i'm high potential <laughs> i could one day be lead. right uh, so i was just thinking let's say if we weren't here to regis and we were at a hotel and mm-hmm. so we had psav maybe help us or maybe you know the the lead dropped the mixer on the way out of the airport or something I mean, that person is so critical Mm -hmm. because I have a client. I'm partnering with training Mm -hmm. pros, and they have relationships with people in their ecosystem that are critically important to them. This wire's got to work, Mm -hmm. and if it doesn't, Mm -hmm. I need another one. I mean, you talk about, I could stomach not having an extra towel or that they forgot Mm -hmm. to put a bar of soap in my room, but this stuff's got to work.
1: Right, you got it, Mm -hmm. exactly. And that person, you know, the person is representing PSAV, but they're representing the hotel and they might be and representing their clients. The right, client the client. Right. client. Right. Correct. So that role, and that's why when you say, is it more fun, you know, with the executives or the technicians, yeah. really it's all levels because that function is so critical. That you know, we all wouldn't be there if that wasn't operating.
2: And uh, it's important to have empathy, like from your standpoint, to understand the stress that person individually is under. Because <laughs> believe me, they're they're critically aware of the impact <laughs> they're going to have if something screws up. <laughs> right. right?
1: Correct. And can you imagine? Because it, it it freaks me out to think about it. How many different versions of these equipment? Right. They don't all work the same. Right. So the training is not just learn how to do xyz but it's learn how to be able to think on your feet and adapt and x x may look different than y
0: and how to keep me from going berserk because my client's client will be here in 10 minutes and i have to You know, broadcast and record a conversation. Put on a brave face. You have to be like therapist. You have to be cool under fire. It never really occurred to me until we had this conversation. You're giving
1: me all kinds of ideas for
0: what (laughs) (laughs) what we should train on. Glad to help. So talk to me about the yardstick. And there's probably more than one yardstick. But how do you go about measuring for yourself yourself? how are we doing? You know, are, are, have we got this thing aimed at the right place? Are we doing it the right way? How do you go about measuring?
1: Yeah, I think that's a real good question. I and thought it
0: was. A, it took me a minute to get it out, but I thought it was a fantastic question.
1: <laughs> well, there's so much always about you know metrics and ROI, and I have to say that obviously we need to measure things to make sure that it's working because what's done what what is measured is what gets right. done, is the old phrase. But I think what you really need to do is, again, go back to what is the problem we're trying to solve specifically. And once you know what that problem is, you should know um, what the metric should be. And it's, it's very rarely the same metric. So if the issue is that... We have customer complaints that there are certain breakdowns in what the technicians have done. We have that data. We know because we will get those customer complaints. So you should look at that and say, well, what's the biggest complaint we're getting? Is it around mixers or whatever? Then focus there first. Of course, that's not the only thing, but you focus there first. Same thing on the leadership side. If we are unable, if, if those directors of event technology roles are open and we are unable to fill them quick enough where we have you know, our customers, our, our hotels um, upset by this, what do we need to do? So then the measurement may be um, how fast to fill or retention or bench strength. So I think the metric actually becomes a lot easier when you identify the problem right.
2: Right. I, I agree 100%. I think, and and you can't just look at it superficially. In, you might think that the problem is X, but you got to kind of ask why a couple times to see to your point of really getting the heart of of the reason you're doing this because that just might be a symptom of a bigger problem
1: exactly and i think the worst kind of metrics although we still most companies and we will still do them because they're they're just sort of something that that you do to go along is you know how many people were trained how fast did you get the training it it really it doesn't really matter because it, if you're training the right people on the right thing and it's a small number. The small number is fine. Right. It's it's are you solving <laughs> yeah, <right. Good> <laughs> are you solving the problem? And that's right. a, that's a much more important metric. And
2: I think that just because you can count something doesn't mean it's worth counting. Correct. And that's where a lot of people I think get off track because oh, like I can count how many smiley faces everybody gave the program. Correct. But you know, did anybody learn something a month from the time they took the program?
1: Exactly. And and it's challenging. I don't mean to oversimplify it. It's just. I just think you have to do the upfront work of figuring out um, where to concentrate and where to focus, and then the metrics to that will follow.
2: Mm-hmm. So now you work with leaders all the time, right? Um, do you see anything that leaders have in common? Have you learned anything about leadership yourself of just being around so many of them?
1: Not really. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Okay, well, thanks for joining (laughs) us.
2: And we'll be back in a moment. No,
1: just, you know, really, yes, I think I've learned a lot about leaders and leadership. And one of the things that I think impresses me most is when an executive who's obviously had a great career and been very successful to get to the point that they're at, their ability to be self-aware and to still learn something and to still want to learn something so you know oftentimes we you know in leadership development we put we have people do what's called a 360 review where they get feedback from all Mm -hmm. you know up down around and sideways and you know a lot of people just dust it off oh that's interesting I've heard that before but there are sometimes where those leaders really soak it in and they may be hearing something for the first time they take it very seriously and then Try to figure out, you know, how can I change? How can I get mm-hmm. better? And that impresses me. And I think those are the people that are going to lead really successful organizations because they never, you know, they they never step back. They they are stepping back. They never kind of rust on their laurels. Right. They always want. And they're get not
2: getting defensive about it. They're <clears throat> being kind of humble and vulnerable and right. open to change. And that kind of uh, self awareness probably yeah. serves them.
1: And I think it's not, it's a real hard thing also to like interview for, like, how do you, how do you find that out about a person until they're actually kind of living and breathing in in that organization?
2: It sounds like a good book you're working on. (laughs)
1: Wow. Maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. No, I think it requires a level of maturity that maybe all of us haven't achieved just yet to be that self-awareness, to be able and willing to take that feedback and try to incorporate it. So, uh, seems to me like like you and your team have kind of hit your stride and i know you're always tweaking and looking for opportunities to to grow and improve what you're doing advice counsel if any that you might have for someone else in a, a post like yours in another organization and and their thing's not not too baked just yet they've been asked to put together a leadership development program, uh, some do's and don'ts, a couple of, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you probably have some scar tissue. You could save them, right? Mm -hmm.
1: I think so. And I will say, you know, just being still relatively new to the company, we are still in that building mode. And hopefully I'll take a lot of what I've learned from um, my past experience as well. But I would say I think the first thing to do is really first understand the organization, not just, you know, the learning organization but the, the business Uh, take some time to understand it, to learn its culture, to learn the values, to learn what the leaders are looking for. But then I think it all comes down to the people, you know, you need to select the right people. And then you need to help develop them. And sometimes if you you know don't have necessarily who you think are the right people you kind of have to listen to them listen to what they want to do listen to what their passion is more 9 times out of 10 there is a fit somewhere in some mm-hmm. role in some way if that person has a passion about what they're doing so get to know the people get to know the organization and take enough time before you start you know putting plans in place because i think a lot of times we rush to get things done which it's a very fast paced environment so you have to go quickly But don't go so quickly that you're just kind of putting things out there that are uh, nice on the surface, but don't really solve the problem at hand.
2: Now, do you find that anybody could be a leader with the right training or do you think that that requires some kind of innate personality traits?
1: I think it's a combination. I think many people could become leaders with development and with someone who is mentoring them and looking out for them. I think sometimes that's even more important than any type of development uh, Course or program that they go to, is there someone that's helping them along? Right. And I think it's the same in life, frankly, regardless of leadership. But you know, you hear if I agree, if, if folks I have agree. someone to look up to, they, they yeah. usually can succeed. And then I do think, you know, there are people that are just maybe not wired um, that way. So mm-hmm. I think some of it is innate the self awareness mm-hmm. piece, the adaptability piece may be innate. But if you have a few of those core pieces, I think you're and you're mentored and you are willing to learn, I think you can you can succeed.
2: Now, is mentorship part of the PSAV uh, methodology?
1: Well, it is, and like I said, this is, it's all sort of under development. I think in some ways it already is. When you look at the hotels, there are people that are sort of informally mentoring Uh and I think what we're looking to do is have a little bit more of a balance between some formality and And some some
2: structure around it right some
1: structure and again probably from my experience not too much Uh, you want to pick people who have that ability to mentor and that desire and pair them up accordingly but I think going too far structured where you know this is Joe right. and you need to meet this with him. This is how it works. You got to meet every
2: Tuesday at 10. And, right. I,
1: I think that can really become overkill and actually uh, not very productive. Right. So you want to keep a balance where there's some structure and you know that it's working and you've kind of paired people accordingly, but you also let them develop a relationship in right. a way organically that, right. that works for them. Yeah.
0: All right. Where can our listeners go to learn more? I just, I get the sense that you're the type of person and that, uh, the type of organization that you got, you're a pretty collaborative crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so if someone, you know, wants to reach out, have a conversation with you, someone on your team, uh, or for that matter, learn more about the uh, PSAV, what is the best way for them to do that? an uh, email website, sure. LinkedIn, uh,
1: they can look at, psav.com or you can uh certainly link in with me if you're interested it's uh, marybeth costello so you could find me on linkedin i think that's pretty simple right um certainly be interested in talking to others in the field as always
0: well this has been very informative i've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation and i want to circle back and do this again and i think we're going to come through town like on a regular rhythm um and so I'd like to have you back, and what would be really fun if you'd be up for it might be to bring someone who's been through that high-potential process and have them speak to that. I I don't know. Maybe you'd be up for that type of conversation. That sounds
1: interesting. I think
0: That could be fun. But this has been an absolute delight. Thanks so much for visiting with us this afternoon. Thank you. All right. We will be back in a few from Training Pros Chicago. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.